Yes, team, welcome to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast. I hope all is good in your world. Today, we're going to take a little deep dive into seven mini snapshots and insights that I delivered to 50 coaches last week on how you can develop you, your coaching, and also your business. But before I do so, on Saturday, the 7th of October at Scottish Gas Murrayfield in Edinburgh, we're going to be running our next Team Success Weekend. And for the first time ever, uh, we're going to be inviting uh, non-high performance coaches to spend a day with us. So if you are looking to build a business you love, land your dream clients, become the go-to coach and raise and elevate your own personal and physical standards so that you can be the best that you can be across every single domain and do it all, be it all and have it all. And you want to finish 2023 in the strongest and very best possible way. And you want to be in a room of people who get it where you feel like you belong and uh, you can now gain the clarity, the strategy and uh, the energy for you to be able to walk away clearer than ever before on what it is that you now need to do to be able to continue to raise and elevate uh, the trajectory that you're currently on. Then we would love for you to join us. We had 10 tickets available. Seven are already gone. There are three remaining. So if you are interested in spending a day with us, you've seen what we do on social media at some of our previous events, and you would love to put yourself in the room, then send me a message with the word podcast, and I will send you over the details. I am absolutely stoked, so excited. And uh, Murrayfield is one of my favorite places in the world. So uh, I am unbelievably looking forward to uh, our event in a few weeks time, and we'd love to see you there. Anyway, let's get stuck into today. Seven mini snapshots from last week's talk. First and foremost, uh, Matt's event in Ibiza last week was spectacular. An incredible room of coaches. And it was an absolute pleasure and honor to have the opportunity to connect with them and also hopefully leave them in a slightly better place than what I found them. And uh, I wanted to be able to distill down my 90-minute talk into seven key points that hopefully you're going to be able to take something from. So, numero uno, you're a person first, coach second, and business owner last. I think it can be difficult when you're trying to run a business, you're trying to be a coach, you're trying to look after your own uh, you know, physical uh, performance and health and energy um, goals. And not only that, you've also got relationships and everything in between to juggle. And sometimes you can feel as though you're like buckaroo where you're being pulled from pillar to post and you've got to wear all of these different hats. You're trying to think about it from a coaching perspective and how am I coaching my clients the best of my ability and giving them the coaching, the guidance, the knowledge, the communication, the space to now be able to get the very best out of themselves. You're then also thinking, right, now I'm a business owner who's now selling coaching and you've got to look at marketing, sales. You've got to look at systems, team, delivery mechanisms. You've got to now look at obviously the finances, the optics. You've got to understand the trajectory and the strategy of where it is that you're now going. You've then also got your own shit that you need to look after. And uh, it can be challenging because you can feel as though you're being pulled from pillar to post and it can be so easy at points just to get caught up in the coaching and also the business stuff instead of acknowledging realizing and appreciating the first mountain that you have to climb is your own and you have to now be able to work harder on yourself than you are now anything else because you are the visionary your business ambition is limited to the energy you have to give to it. And most importantly, your business development will never exceed your own personal development. And personal development isn't just courses, resources, podcasts, and or you know reading books. It's actually now doing the stuff that you're currently putting off. It's doing the stuff that you're now currently avoiding. Um, and that can be difficult. That can be hard. But it's acknowledging that the first person that you now have to be able to lead is you. The first person you have to now be able to look after is you. And the better you are, the better everything else becomes. And not only that, people buy people. And people will now buy into people that they um, either see traits within themselves that they 
see within themselves or they would love to see in themselves that they don't currently see within themselves. And for you, it's understanding, okay, how do I now present myself in a way to the marketplace that allows me the opportunity to connect with my audience in the highest possible way and I can feel as aligned to myself as possible. I spent so much time putting myself in rooms whereby I was constantly feeling as though that I was second guessing everything that I said because I was thinking, how am I, how do I now ensure that I'm liked? What do I now need to say? What is this person wanting me to say? Um, and I was basically looking for validation from everybody else instead of actually now looking for validation from myself by the way in which I turned up uh, and the way in which I was able to communicate in alignment with what I stood for and what was important to me. And therefore I go into rooms and or I post on social media thinking, what do these people want me to say instead of actually saying, what do I want to talk about? What am I passionate about? What do I feel aligned to? How can I now ensure that I can turn up and present myself so I now know at the end of the day, I can go home this evening and I can be proud of the way in which I was able to deliver. And that was the measuring stick that I'm able to now measure myself against instead of now thinking, did people like me? Did people take value? Did people take um, you know insight and or what did people think of me? And that's taking a lot of time. And of course, do I still go into a room and do I still um, think about what are other people thinking about me? Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's about acknowledging now that I can go into a room with so much more confidence in myself now knowing that people need me exactly as I am today. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all my shit squared away. And that's okay. And actually that's stuff that they need to hear and not everybody's going to like you. And that's also cool. But if you now know that you can step into who you are, then the reality is you're going to connect to people on an even higher level. And not only that, you're going to connect to yourself on an even greater level, which is going to be the very thing that's going to allow you the opportunity to continue to build confidence, which is huge. And to tie into that person first is you getting really dialed in and you getting really clear over what is it actually that you really want? Does your current calendar match your priorities and your values and what it is that you say that you value the most? Or if you look at your calendar, would you say that actually it's being determined by a lot of external factors and you're not actually doing the stuff that you now love? Are you clear over the metrics and the targets that you're now wanting to work towards on a financial level? And we distill this down into live life numbers, love life numbers, and later life numbers. How much money do you need to love li uh, live life? How much money do you need to love life? How much money do you need for later life? And then also your bungee numbers. So that now might be your current circumstance, but also think about bungee numbers. Right, okay, how much money do I want to live life later on? How much money do I want to love life later on? And how much do I want for later life later on? Um, and a great way for you to remember to do that is to go back through all your bank statements for the last six months uh, and just have a look at, right, okay, how much money does it cost me to live life? How much money am I now spending on loving life? And how much money am I now putting away for later life? Or am I even putting money away for later life? And for you to be able to actually now connect to, like, what is it you're now working towards? Because I think so often it can be easy for you to be able to get caught up. And I've certainly been um, a corporate of this, where you just think, if I can just get to X, or I just get to Y, or I can just get to Z, or I can just get to insert whatever number, then I will. But then what do you actually do is you don't have clarity on why you're actually working towards those things and why those things are actually now important to you. And of course, you focus on impact first, income follows. You focus on purpose first, profit follows. 
But if you can get clear over, right, okay, what is it actually I'm now looking from from a financial perspective, that actually gives you so much more clarity because that actually drives so much of your behavior and that then allows you the opportunity to understand like, A, what you're now doing this for, B, actually what's important to you, and then also C, um, again, like what are the decisions and choices that I'm now going to make and or I'm not going to make as well? What is it I'm willing to compromise and sacrifice? What is it I'm not willing to compromise and sacrifice? And of course, like your vision is so much greater um, than, you know, the financial metrics you want to achieve. But I think instead of just now having, I just want to get to 5K or let me just get to 10K or when I get to 20K or 50K or 100K a month, whatever, then I will. Because then you're just chasing this carrot that just continues to get further away. And unless there's meaning behind it, you get there, you feel lost, you feel empty, you feel even more disconnected. And you then just feel as though that you're constantly on this hamster wheel that you can't get out of. So thinking about like, what is it that I now really want? What is actually most important to me? Does my calendar now match my priorities financially? Like, what am I now working towards? What is it I'm now looking for in terms of my live life, love life, and later life? And then a great question to ask yourself is, if you were sat listening to this podcast in 12 months time, what would you love to be celebrating? Who do you want to be? What would you love to have achieved? What would you have that you don't have already? And that's obviously just a kind of like a, a almost a shorter term, I suppose, 12 months. But if you think about your life blueprint, what is it that I really want? And then if I currently look at my life conditions, am I now currently behaving in alignment with what it is that I now say that I want? Am I behaving my way to success? Am I now focusing more on the trajectory that I'm on rather than the current result? Because I realize and recognize that challenging, hard, difficult, slow times are a prerequisite for success. But when you ask yourself those questions, like, am I now behaving in alignment with those? Because I found myself that when I've been disconnected and misaligned, it's because it's been because I've been so focused on where I'm not and creating these lofty expectations for myself based upon these external things instead of actually getting clear over where am I and what is it that I now really want? And am I now controlling the controllables, living within this one meter squared and recognizing and acknowledging that the challenging times uh, are going to be a prerequisite. And I've also now got to do the reps and I can't now skip the steps. But am I now focusing on being in the game rather than in the gap whereby I'm now focusing on where I am instead of where I'm not and therefore able to take action over the behaviors and the things that I can now control? So person first, you're a coach second, and then you're a business owner third. And being able to really kind of dial in on these things, I believe is so, 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 so integral um, in terms of you now being able to gain clarity around the direction, the trajectory, and also the security that you now feel. Number two, the quality of your client's thinking will be determined by the quality of your listening. The quality of your client's thinking will be determined by the quality of your listening. Uh, this is from a book um, which is called Time to Think by Nancy Kiln. And a beautiful little frame that Jen uh, communicated not too long ago with our coaches is we are thinking partners. In a coaching relationship, we are now thinking partners together. This isn't now a dictatorship and or I'm going to tell you what to do. This is about us now creating an environment and creating a space and creating a vehicle, which is a blend between support and challenge, which is built upon relationships and then trust, which is now um, earned, not given. And now being able to think about, right, okay, how can I now ensure that I'm well and truly really listening to what is being said? Because we all live within these bubbles and Every single person that's listening to this podcast will be interpreting what I'm currently saying in a slightly different way. 
And therefore, when we listen, it can be so easy just to create our own beliefs, put our own um, like assumptions and or be that person who now wants to just solve somebody's problems. And uh, Leanne hates me for this because <laughs> I'm the worst at this with Leanne, where she just wants me to listen, but I just want to take her away from insert whatever challenge she's currently going through. And I want to be able to give her the answers. And she's like, Joe, shut up. I just literally want you to listen to me. Um, and uh, one beautiful frame that Kathy McDonald, uh, who's the art of communication, if you haven't done so, I highly recommend that you go and check out some of her work says it's like, do you want an answer or do you want me to simply listen? And that can be a great little frame for you to now be able to use, um, of course, within your client uh, coaching relationships, but also at home, uh, which can be absolutely huge and has certainly developed and enhanced uh, mine and Leanne's ability to be able to communicate. But again, am I now really listening? Am I really hearing what is being said? Am I really clarifying to ensure that they now know that you are listening where they go, that's right, yep, you've understood. Or are you going in there with the thought process of, right, I want to give this person an answer, right? They've said this for the first 30 seconds, and then you're holding on to this thing that you now want to be able to say to them because you feel as though that all of a sudden you want to be able to just present them with the answer that's going to take them away from pain and you can move forward with speed. And we do this out of a place of love and you do this out of a place of, and I do this out of a place of like care, but so often you're almost then shooting yourself in the foot and you're not really giving yourself the opportunity and most importantly, the person to now be able to actually come to their own solutions. We're simply here to plant seeds, not provide solutions. And actually one of those seeds is creating the container and the space to actually now allow them the opportunity to really feel listened to, which is going to be the foundation of an incredible coaching relationship and also for you to be able to develop your, your skills as a coach. Number three ties back into what I've just spoken about in number one, which is you're a person first, which is what do you really want? And again, just going through those questions. So I'm not going to go through that in any more like uh, detail. Number four, what am I okay with regretting? You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And this has been a big realization for me. What am I willing to compromise? What am I willing to sacrifice? And these things that I want, do I now really want these things or do I just think that I want these things because I think that it's going to make me have B, six, you know, achieve X? And if I do really want these things, am I okay with the downside? Am I okay with these things that I now know that I'm going to have to regret? Am I okay with now realizing that I'm going to have to say no to these things? And so I think one big realization for me is like, what am I okay with regretting? And you can only ever connect the dots when you look backwards. But I think it's about understanding, right? okay, what do I now really want? And in doing so, that allows you the opportunity to then make better quality decisions around what you're willing to compromise and sacrifice and what you're not willing to compromise and sacrifice and what you're willing to regret and also what you're not willing to regret in order for you to now be able to get to where you want to be. And not only that, it may just potentially mean that you need to extend the time horizon a little bit more so. Um, and it's about appreciating what's the rush? Does this need to be done as quickly? Do I need to put myself under as much pressure? Do I need to close X, Y, and Z loops immediately? Or actually, do you know what? Am I now living in alignment with my values? My um, calendar does match my priorities. And I realize that I know that I'm going to get to where I want to go. It's just going to take me longer than the expectations that I've now created for myself. And I'm okay with that. Number five, your greatest challenges will become your greatest superpowers. You just can't see them yet. I spoke in podcast two or three about the emotional cycle of uh, the emotional cycle of change. I was going to say the emotional cycle of despair. But inside the emotional cycle of change, you sit in the valley of despair. 
Going through the Valley of Despair is a prerequisite for success. There are always going to be challenging times uh, and that's going to be varying. And there's always going to be uncertainty, constant work and challenge. And it's not trying to eradicate that or get rid of that. It's just trying to build better quality systems and for you to now be able to um, increase your capacity to be able to manage those, most importantly, and navigate yourself through those with greater tools and uh, greater systems and strategies and people around you. So your greatest challenges will become your greatest superpowers. And if you think about like what it is that you now coach, teach, the way in which you now live your life, maybe the relationship you're now in, I suspect that it's probably been through trials, tribulations, and challenges and things that have been like difficult that have now off the back of that presented new opportunities for you. And we have a saying inside the high performance coach, which is you have to live it and you also have to learn it. And the living it is of course being that aspiration, but it's also about now being able to sit in it's like somebody see and empathize, relate, connect and understand that actually the challenges that you're now currently going through are probably going to be some of the lessons that you're now going to be able to coach and teach uh, and will be part of your story, which will make up so much of the impact that you're now going to have. Your impact will never be greater than your personal story. So realizing that the valley of despair is a prerequisite. You've got to sit there. You've got to camp. You've got to light a fire and you've got to be OK with that. And just acknowledge that this too shall pass. But your greatest challenges will become your greatest superpowers. And one of the biggest things that I didn't do for so long was own them. I used to think that they define me. And actually, do you know what? These are things that people didn't want to see of me. But actually realizing that my greatest vulnerabilities actually are the very things that connect me to the people that I now know that I can support, coach, and um, guide to the greatest of my capacity. And they actually need me for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And exactly the same can be said for you and your coaching clients as well. They want you to be able to normalize and not pedestal the challenges um, that you're going through, aka not pedestal yourself that you're not going through challenges. They want you to be able to normalize the, the struggles and the challenges that you've been through because that enhances relatability. And people now value that massively. They want to feel as though that you get it and you understand, which is huge. Number six, your business is an extension of you. The thing that separates you from sounding like everybody else is you. Connecting and working with your dream clients starts with you. Think about your friendship group. You've had friends come and go, but the people that you've now stayed most connected to are the ones that who you feel as though are most aligned to you. Exactly the same can be said for your coaching clients. The difference in the marketplace is you, which is now why it comes back down to point one, which is you have to work harder on yourself than anything else. And you're a person first. And realizing that your business ambition is always going to be limited to you and your ability to now be able to put out your beliefs, your values, what it actually is that you want to say, what you're passionate about. It's going to be the very thing that's going to connect the right types of people towards you. And you can't be a life-changing presence to some without being seen as a joke or embarrassment to others. My favorite Mark Manson quote, but it's just about acknowledging and realizing that if you now want to be able to build a culture and you want to be able to build a community, you first and foremost need to give yourself the opportunity to step into who you actually are and realize and recognize that not everybody's going to like you and that's going to be okay. But the people that then want to work with you and the people that get it are going to become even more connected to you, which is going to be huge. Um, and that is the very thing that separates you because ultimately everybody's selling the same thing. The difference is it's going to be your unique spin, story, beliefs, values, 
and the way in which you now live your life and um, who you actually are that's going to be the differentiation that's going to separate somebody from investing in you and somebody investing in somebody else. So acknowledge that your greatest superpower is you. It is your story and it is who you are. Um, and people now want to connect with the person first, most importantly. And that brings me nicely on to point number seven, which is people usually come for the expert, but they stay for the community. And one thing that I said was that you have to now work harder on your community than you probably are on your social media posts. Because getting clients is one thing, keeping clients is another. And I've delivered a podcast uh, probably two months ago, which is how to build a world-class community. And I'm going to probably now deliver another podcast very, very soon on an iteration on that. But people want to feel like they belong. People want to feel part of something. People now want to be able to uh, feel as though that they're in a space where their abnormal behavior in whatever way that is, like is normal behavior, where they feel as though they get it. They feel as though they're working towards something that's greater and bigger than themselves. And that now starts with you. But working on a community is going to be the hardest thing that you're probably going to do. But that requires you to now become a leader. That requires you to be able to shape that behavior. Culture is how you do things, which starts with you first and foremost, which is why you have to now be to lead yourself. I deleted and got rid of our community group three times when I ran J Physique because I just was like, I can't do this. I just coach better one-to-one, -one, blah, 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 blah. Um, and the high performance coach now from a community perspective, I have the opportunity and I get asked all the time to come and deliver talks on community uh, because of what it is that we as a collective have now been able to cultivate. So don't think that I'm sitting here going, it's easy. It's the hardest thing that I've probably ever had to do. But once you can really step into that and you can consistently work at it, what that then does from a, a connection perspective, what that then does from a brand perspective, what that then does from an energy perspective and a fulfillment perspective is absolutely unbelievable. And again, people come for the expert. They will usually stay for the community. Um, and you've got to now realize that not everybody inside the community is going to be actively engaged. Not every single person inside the community is going to be a super fan. They're not necessarily going to want to communicate with everybody. And that's cool. But people want belonging and they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. They want to step into this I am identity. I am a high performance coach. I am built for life. I am um, an optimized coach. I am a whatever. People now want to be able to think about a football team, put a jersey on and now realize and recognize that they're connected to something bigger and greater. And if you can now work harder on that through the stuff that I talk about in a podcast a couple of months ago, then that will change the game for you. Your product is absolutely everything. And if you can now enhance your attention through the results that you're getting, the experience you're giving people uh, and what it is that you're now providing above and beyond the check-in, you will now be able to build a business based upon referrals. And that is the greatest way, in my opinion, for you to now be able to build a business from the inside out. It's the easiest and most powerful way it's the most qualified way for you to be able to now build a business through referrals. So if you're not building a business based upon referrals right now, my biggest question to you would be, right, okay, what needs to change? What's missing or what's the gap? And how can I now really start to work on that whereby people now want to tell other people because of the experience that they're now having and what it is that they now feel as though they're part of that they want to shout from the rooftops about it. So I'd love to know. 
What's been your biggest takeaway? As always, I actually said to uh, a new great friend, Mr. Will, Will Foden, who I had dinner with last week, he said, I listened to all of the podcasts. And I was like, mate, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast because you never know who's actually listening and, and or whether anybody's taking any value. So if you have now listened to this podcast, I would absolutely love to hear from you. What has been your biggest takeaway and what is going to be the thing that you now need to action and the thing that you now need to implement the most now moving forwards, going into the end of Q3 and going into Q4? I would love to know. I would love to hear from you um, just so we can now make sure that A, you're holding yourself to a higher standard. B, you can verbalize it and C, we can now close this loop most importantly. And if you are now tuning into the podcast, then I would absolutely love uh, to connect with you on a higher level. And I want to make sure that these podcasts can continue to get better and better and better better uh, so that I can hopefully add as much value and leave you in a slightly better place than what I found you uh, when you came in and you start listening, started listening to this episode. So I hope you took something from today. Have an exceptional morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're up to. And I look forward to catching up with you very, very soon. Take care.